60% of U.S. Jews say a person cannot be Jewish and believe in Jesus. From where I sit, coming from a Jewish perspective and a Jewish background, I'm encouraged that it's only 60%. I think it's a trend headed in the right direction in terms of an openness in the American Jewish community to this idea that maybe Jesus is the Messiah, yeah. and maybe that's not anathema to a Jewish identity. Right. Welcome to A Jew and a Gentile Discuss. I'm your co-host, Carly Berna. And I'm Ezra Benjamin. We're a Jew and a Gentile who both believe in Jesus and believe that there's value in looking at history as well as today's world and the headlines through both a Jewish and a Christian lens. And Ezra, this is our first episode of season two. That's right. It's good to be back. And for those of you listening, uh, one new thing for season two is that we're on YouTube. So if you wanna watch us, you can do that. And if you are watching, Please like and subscribe. We're trying to find people who align with um, what we're talking about and who care deeply about Israel and the Jewish people. So by liking and subscribing, that helps us and um, allows other people to find the podcast. So today we're actually going to dive into a survey conducted by the Pew Research Center. And before you turn the podcast off, it's not as boring as it sounds. It will be really interesting. And we'll give you the Cliff Notes version, which who doesn't love a good Cliff Note? Amen. Um, but before we get started, as always, we want to tell you about an opportunity to support Jewish communities around the world that you probably have never have heard of uh, in some of the most remote parts of the world. Um, we go and we help them with physical needs as well as sharing the gospel with them. Uh, there's more details about that community on our website. Uh, but the way you can get involved is that uh, if, you, if you give or partner with us, we will send you uh, some coffee specifically from Ethiopia. Uh, which is one of those countries we go to that we've served for over 20 years. Uh, if you've watched this uh, podcast before or listened to us, you know that Ezra loves coffee. And that I do. this that I is do. a roast that we call the Lost Tribes uh, Coffee Co. Uh, and you can get it as often as you'd like by going to the website, ajewandagentiledisgust.org. And if you stay tuned to the end of this podcast, uh, there's a chance for you to win that coffee for free. That's right, Carly. I'm looking longingly at the coffee cup on the table here, and it's not filled with coffee. It's mm. soda water because I've had a pot of coffee already today, and it would be highly inappropriate uh, for me to have more, yeah. or I'd talk way too fast. But get perhaps, some of that Lost Tribes coffee. Perhaps by the second episode, you'll right. be hell of coffee in there. Oh, there's no perhaps. Yeah. All right. All right, so let's discuss. So, Ezra, this... Uh, Pew survey, and actually we're going to be talking about a handful of Pew surveys today, mm -hmm. but um, one of the primary ones we're talking about, just to note for the audience, it's called Jewish Americans in 2020. You can find the information at pewforum.org. Um, all of the Pew Research surveys are there. We'll probably put the links to them in the description of this podcast uh, if you're interested in reading for it yourself. But it's, it's actually a survey we've talked about a lot mm -hmm. at Jewish Voice, where we both work. Um, and uh, basically because it identifies who is Jewish in America, some of their traits. Uh, so I'll just kind of start with an overview um, that according to the survey, 2.4% of the United States are Jewish, uh, are Jewish adults. Mm -hmm. So that would equal 5.8 million people who are adults that are Jewish. Right. And once you add children, that would be 7.5 million Jewish people who are either adults or children. Right. So if you just take the adults for the sake of an example here. I mean, percentages are great, but let's you know imagine you line up every American adult, right? So what this means basically, Carly, is one out of every 40 Americans is 
considered Jewish in mm -hmm. the Pew survey. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll talk more about the, why I said it that way in a couple minutes. Yeah. But according to the rabbinic Jewish community that worked with Pew Forum to create this survey and to determine kind of in this, in this process map who is to be considered an American Jew, Jewish in America, one out of every 40 adults is Jewish. So if you're living in New York City, you may think, well, that's obvious. Probably one out of every two people that I walk, you know, walk by down the street is Jewish. If you're living in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or Boise, Idaho, maybe right. not so obvious. Right. But uh, across the whole of the the 50 U.S. states, one out of every 40 Jewish, one out of out of every 40 American adults is Jewish. Right. So probably someone listening who probably knows at least 40 people, they probably right. know at least one Jewish person, but right. not you know tens of them. Sure. Sure. Um, so what I thought was interesting in the survey is they talk about the religion of uh, these specific Jewish adults. And we've talked on the podcast before about how Judaism is both a culture and a religion and what that means. Right. Um, but according to the survey, 27% of Jewish adults do not identify with any religion. And if you look at Jewish adults under 30, 40% of them do not identify with any religion. Is that surprising to you? It's not surprising, given my peer group and given what I see in the U.S. And I think, yeah. you know, as you said, it's a culture and it's a religion. The third thing we need to remember about Judaism is that it's an ethnicity. So that means it's, it's passed down, right? If you have a Jewish parent, you're Jewish, unless there's some reason, more, in a, more about this in a minute, for you to be excluded by kind of the, the rabbinic authorities, the, the people who make mm -hmm. the decisions in the Jewish world uh, uh, as, as part of the community. But... Uh, 27% not believing uh, that there is a God, 27% saying, yeah, my father's Jewish, both of my parents are Jewish, uh, but you know, am, am I Jewish? Sure, I'll live as a Jew, I die as a Jew. Well, what's your faith? Oh, I, I don't have faith, I'm secular. Right. I'm, you know, the, the fancy word in Israel is secular, and it's almost an even split, actually, in Israel. You know, it waffles between the 40s and the 60s, uh, depending on the decade, but uh, half of the community would say in Israel, I'm religious, meaning I believe God exists. I believe the Jewish people are called to keep the commandments that were given uh, to Israel through Moses. And the other half of the community is going to say, of course I'm Jewish. I'm a citizen of the Jewish state. I'll die for being Jewish. I'll die for my country. But do I believe God exists? Who knows? And does that matter for how I live my life? Not so much. Mm -hmm. So in the U.S., to hear 27% uh, don't identify with any religion, including Judaism. And, and I think in our generation, you have the stats, 40%, Carly. 40%, yeah. 40% mm -hmm. of, of the younger American Jewish community considered Jewish for the purposes right. of the Pew survey right. doesn't have any religion. Does God exist? Who can know? Right. So, yeah. no, not surprising. For you, that's not surprising. For me, that is because associating, you know, someone who's Jewish, it, it's easy to think, okay, that's their religion also. So mm -hmm. um, that's surprising to me and maybe to many of our listeners. Um, there was also some other takeaways that I wanted to get just your perspective on, Ezra. One of them is twice as many white evangelical Protestants, so 82%, mm -hmm. say that Israel was given to the Jewish people by God, where only 40% of Jews same, say the same thing. So to summarize, more Christians say or believe that Israel was given to the Jewish people by God than Jews. Say the stat again? Yep. It's important for our audience to hear. Twice as many white evangelical Protestants say yeah. that Israel was given to the Jewish people by God. Mm -hmm. So double the amount of people who are white evangelical Protestants 
believe that Israel was given to the Jewish people by God than Jews. Right, and I think that the answer, I mean, it may be shocking for our evangelical audience to hear. For people listening with a Jewish background, you might say, yeah, there's a lot of debate on the land of Israel. Is it really the promised land or is it the land that our people lived in historically and now live in again? And what do we do with the West Bank? And what about the millions of Palestinians and their plight? You know, and it's a very complex issue. But I think we can tie it back to what we just saw in, in, the, in the stat we just looked at before this, Carly, and it's if for me to believe that Israel's the, the, the promised land, right, it means that there has to be a promisor, mm -hmm. uh, and that has to be God. If God gave Israel the promised land, well, implied within that statement is that I believe that God even exists. Right. So as I, if, if I'm part of the, the couple million American Jews who would identify as secular, who knows if God exists? I'm agnostic, I'm atheist, you know. Uh, I used to be Jewish, but now I'm Buddhist, whatever. Right. Uh, why should I believe that there's a promised land if there's no God who exists to promise it to our people? Historic right. uh, land where we lived, sure. Promised in some kind of covenant with our people, uh, not so much. So, yeah, I think looking at the makeup religiosity-wise of the Jewish community in America, not so surprising. But, uh, you know, the state of Israel knows, if, if you ask, uh, you know, Bibi Netanyahu's not, not in power anymore, you know, since last year, but uh, whenever anybody would ask him, who are your best friends in the world? I think we would expect to hear a country, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we have a good relationship with Egypt, or, you know, France has done us a lot of good, or the United States. That wasn't the answer. The answer for Israel is our best friends in the world are evangelical Christians for this very reason. Yeah. That evangelicals look at the Bible and in many cases, you know, we talk about this and how you interpret it in other episodes, but in many cases say, ah, God promised Israel the land, I believe that. Yeah. And so you see that in the stat. The Jewish people have a much harder time with this because of our faith position, because of our politics, because of what we think about the state of Israel. And Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So again, it goes back to that whole Jews with religion and Jews without religion. Right. Um, so another stat that was interesting to me, uh, again, this this goes to that same thing is um, Jews that have a religion is 19% of Jewish adults say observing the law is part of being Jewish. So mm -hmm. to me, that was a really surprising number. Only 19% say that observing the law is part of being Jewish, where I would think the law is, I just associate that with being Jewish. Right. And I think you know, let, let's let's take the shock position first. What? The Jewish people are the people of the Torah, right? right? Aren't they the people of the synagogues and the people of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and the people who eat kosher? Again, speaking in broad brush terms. And so if we line up five American Jews, only one believes that the 613 commandments given to Israel through Moses in the Torah are, are incumbent upon us to live out today. Right. Shocking on the one hand, but on the other hand, maybe, Carly, let's think in the spectrum of American Christianity, right? You could say, here's, here's what Jesus says in the Gospels and what Paul and, you know, what James say in, in the epistles is the way that believers, the way that followers of Jesus should live. Mm -hmm. Now interview the American Christian community on the nuances of that, right. you know, on, on whatever you want to pick, keeping a Shabbat. Uh, not stealing. Most Christians would say, yeah, yeah you shouldn't yeah. steal. But now let's get into the stickier issues. Is it okay to have sex before marriage? What do we think about gay marriage? And you're going to have a spectrum of people. I mean, the book is the book, but how people interpret that and whether they feel like it's incumbent upon them to live, to live that way, right. you're going to have a spectrum. So, so is the case in the Jewish right. community. That, that makes sense. You know, thinking about Christians that I know, those who call themselves Christians, right. depending on, you know, um, how devoted they are or whatever that, you know, they're really following the Bible or not. So that perspective makes sense. Right. 
Um, one of the stats that is probably uh, most insightful for us mm -hmm. uh, and to our listeners was that 60% of U.S. Jews say a person cannot be Jewish and believe in Jesus. So, like you keep saying, you know, six out of ten people say that a person cannot be Jewish and believe in Jesus. Right, and I'm listening to that and I'm kind of doing a little dance in my seat here because I think two decades ago that would have been closer to seven or eight out of 10 American yeah. Jews, you know, 70 or 80% would say, absolutely not. Jesus is the God of the Christians. He came and he inaugurated a new religion. Sure, he was Jewish, but he was misinformed and he was misguided. And then, you know, he died and who knows what else happened. And now there's this other religion called Christianity and that's for the Christians, that's for the Gentiles. It's not for us. So as much as, you know, the number may be discouraging to some of our, uh, our Christian audience listening who also kind of has this burden and says, yeah, Jesus died, you know, he came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Uh, the Jewish people need Jesus. You and I, Carly, are believers in Jesus. We agree with that statement, but from where I sit, coming from a Jewish perspective and a Jewish background, I'm encouraged that it's only 60%. And I think sometimes with stats, you know, people want you to look at things from one side of the coin. Right. But what's on the other side of the coin? Right. What this tells me is that four out of 10 American Jews don't believe that believing in Jesus excludes you from being a Jew. Right. Or somehow uh, voids your Jewish identity, your Jewish background, your Jewish ethnicity. Right. So almost, you know, what will, the, what will the Pew survey in 2030 be if there is a Pew survey on the American Jewish community? Maybe it'll be half-half. Or maybe it'll go back up and the vast majority will say you can't. But right now, I'm looking and going line up 10 American Jews, four out of 10 are gonna say, yeah, Ezra, you know, I." I get it, Jesus is your thing, he's not for me, but I'm not saying it doesn't make you Jewish or yeah. it makes you un-Jewish right. somehow. Right. So I think it's a trend headed in the right direction in terms of, uh, if you will, an openness in the American Jewish community to this idea that maybe Jesus is the Messiah yeah. and, uh, and, and maybe that's not anathema to a Jewish identity. Right, yeah. So kind of related to that, when we were looking at the survey and how uh, the survey categorize Jewish people. Right. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's 2.4% of the U.S. is Jewish, according to the survey, about 5.8 million adults. There were some other categories that the survey didn't include um, that have what they call a Jewish background. Right. So right. how big is this what they quote unquote call a Jewish background and what is the Jewish background? Right, and so I think we have the, the kind of flow chart, Carly, right in front of us today. Again, a, a picture's worth a thousand words, so go on pewforum.org, look up the survey. It's well over a hundred pages of data and all kinds of charts and slicing and dicing the demographics in different ways. But buried way back, 12 chapters in, in this survey is this community called Jewish Background. And what that means, as we're looking at the flow chart and the way that the Pew survey identified it, and really I'm sure that was informed by uh, kind of some general agreement in the rabbinic Jewish community who, who mm -hmm. if you will, has the authority, so to speak, uh, in all things Jewish in America to say who's Jewish and who's not. And so what that means is people who had one or two Jewish parents, it doesn't even say grandparents, to make Aliyah, to immigrate to the state of Israel, you just have to have one Jewish grandparent. We'll talk about why that is in a minute. And We've does it matter if it's the mother or no, father? No, the, well, the way that historically in, in rabbinic Judaism, for you to be considered Jewish, it had to be your mother, okay. uh, which goes way back centuries into really the dark ages when there was 
uh, raping and pillaging of Jewish communities, and it was to say who's to know without DNA evidence, you know, a millennia ago, nobody can really say for sure who the father is, but you can certainly say who the mother is. And so that's where this whole idea in the rabbinic community of Jewish through the mother's side comes from, is we need to know that we know that we know who, who this baby came out right. of, and so it's on the mother's right. side. But interestingly, the Pew survey doesn't do that. It says if you have a Jewish parent and you either still practice Judaism or, interestingly, super important, you practice no religion. You're atheists, you have no religious practice, you're counted as part of the Jewish community. But if you have a Jewish parent, one or two, and you said that you practice any other religion in addition mm -hmm. to your to your Judaism or your Jewish faith, your mm -hmm. Jewish religion, you're excluded from the, from the count of American Jews. So that, that uh, stat that we just talked about, the one in 40, those are people who uh, are still practicing Judaism or who are practicing nothing, okay? So not included in those one in 40 Americans are, here I'm answering your question finally, you ask me how many, 1.1% of the American population. So line up Americans, just over one in a hundred, not part of those one in 40, have a Jewish parent, but also said, I, I align myself with some additional faith belief. Christianity, Buddhism, Islam in some cases, when you have intermarriage of, of a Jewish person and an Arab person or a Jewish person and a, mm -hmm. and a Persian, which is more and more uh, common, believe it or not, in the US these days, from Iran or from the, from uh, Persia. So those people are excluded from the American Jewish population, but one in every hundred Americans, I mean, this number shocked me, Carly, when I saw it last year, one in every hundred Americans, uh, 2.8 million American adults is excluded from the count of American Jews, but has a Jewish parent, and at, in part, at least, or in addition to some other religious practice, identifies as Jewish. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I, I think what's really interesting about this this community they're calling Jewish background yeah. is four percent of them are Messianic Jews, right? Which is Jews who believe in Jesus. Right, so about one hundred and twelve thousand people. Right, and fifty-two percent of them, just under one and a half million people, are Christian or some type of Christian. Somehow practice something considered Christianity right. in addition to having one or two Jewish parents right. and also being willing to identify as Jewish still. Right. So that would mean that for those listening, there's you know under one and a half million Americans in our churches who have a Jewish background right. and are practicing uh, some form of Christianity. Right, just under one and a half million if you kind of extrapolate the data here, adults, but add in their kids, you right. know, because most of these people are married, some to other people with a Jewish background or uh, people counted as Jewish and they have kids. So we can say well over 1.5 million Americans, the adults mm -hmm. and the kids are excluded from the Pew Survey's count of being considered American Jews, but yet maintain a Jewish background. And what's super, well, I, Actually, it's over 2.8 million, but over 1.5 million American adults and children are in churches mm -hmm. or identify somehow with Christianity. Right. So, Ezra, as we've, we've talked about all these different categories, right? Yep. Those who they count as Jewish are, you know, Jewish and practice Judaism or are atheist. And then those they don't count as Jewish right. are those with a Jewish parent and practice some other type of religion. Right. Where do you fit? Yeah, well, that's a good question. So we can talk about where the process map would say that I fit. So if I, if I submitted my own data to the Pew survey, 
Uh, we would say identifies as Jewish, yes, okay, following the line down. Have a Jewish parent, uh, yep, I have one Jewish parent, as we've shared. You know, you can listen to the my story. My father's Jewish, so okay, good. So far, I can be a yes. But then we get to the, we get to the fork in the road. If I said, my father's Jewish and I believe there is no God, I'd be counted as an American Jew right. on the Pew survey. Right. But because I say my father's Jewish and I identify as Jewish as a believer in Jesus, that puts me in the category of practicing a Jewish faith and, as the Pew survey would say, another religion. Because Messianic Judaism is considered another religion apart from Judaism for the purposes of the survey. Now, given that this was informed by the rabbinic Jewish community, I totally understand why they did that. My mm -hmm. point, our point in this podcast isn't to argue that point. Right. It's just to say that I'm living as a Jew. I would die for a Jew. I'm married to an Israeli and we're going to raise Jewish kids. But for the purposes of this survey, I'm not counted in that five, in, in the, uh, you have the number, in those millions of American Jews. Yeah. I'm counted as a person of a Jewish background. Right. So now we may have listeners, Carly, who are part of this 1.5 million people in American churches who, you know, yeah, my, my mother was Jewish. She never really talked about it. Now I'm at this Catholic church. Now I'm at a Baptist church. Still trying to figure out what that means for me. But we have others in the 1.5 million Americans, or I guess I'd be counted in the, in the Messianic Jewish category, the 112,000, right. who aren't wondering at all, who absolutely understand who we are. And we understand that Paul says in Romans that this idea of, of the gifts and calling of God, super important verse, that for the Jewish people, he says, what advantage is there in being a Jew? He's speaking to a Gentile audience in Rome. Mm -hmm. All these Gentiles, no Jewish background, who have come to faith in the Jewish Messiah. And they're starting to turn back towards Israel or a portion of their tithe money is going by Paul's direction and going, wait a minute, who gave Israel, who gave these Jewish believers the right to kind of be elders in our system and we have to tithe back to them? And who put them in charge? And Paul's saying, I'm going to tell you why, because the gifts and calling of God on Israel, according to his own faithfulness, not our faithfulness, are irrevocable. Uh, the, old, the old Bible language says without repentance. It means God's not going to change his mind on the issue. And so fast forward two millennia from when Paul wrote that to today, if we really believe that the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable and that God has an everlasting plan and destiny for the Jewish people, and that that destiny, according to what the prophets saw, according to what Moses said, there's a prophet coming after me, you should listen to him. And then, uh, you know, what, what Jesus in his own words and through the proof of his death and resurrection confirmed, if we believe that that fullness of destiny for the Jewish people is fulfilled through a faith in the Messiah and walking in his footsteps, the footsteps of the rabbi Jesus, then, then we can understand that these 1.5 million people in American churches, their Jewish background does matter. Mm -hmm. And the others who aren't in the church, who are part of the Messianic community, or let's go farther, Carly, the people who say, I don't believe anything. Their destiny matters because right. it's an irrevocable calling and destiny. Right. And so wherever people are on the spectrum, or if you're not in the spectrum, chances are statistically what we saw in this survey, you know somebody in your extended family, or you know somebody at work, or you know somebody in your church who does have a Jewish background. The, the Pew survey is saying not Jewish enough to be part of the Jewish community, and yet these people have an irrevocable calling and destiny that right. they need to figure out. Right. So for, for those listening, and I'll include myself as a Christian, you know, I think it's fascinating that the Pew survey doesn't count someone who is Jewish and has any other religion, not just Christianity, but any other religion as a Jewish American. Hmm. But you have the rabbinic background to understand why that sure. makes sense. Um, but if I'm listening and I'm thinking, okay, these people are in my church, yeah. 
you know, what what should I do? Or right. if I'm listening and I'm thinking I am one of those people, what right. should I do? What would you say to them? Right. Well, I think I, I want to put it in context a little bit and say we already talked about the numbers. For me, they're shockingly large numbers. Okay, 1.5 million Americans more with children in, in churches in America. Now that can be evangelical or Catholic, another 100,000 or so in Messianic congregations, others practicing other faiths. What we also see in the Pew survey among the portion of Americans counted as American Jews is that over 60% of them, Carly, are in what's called mixed marriages or intermarriages. And that means that they married somebody who's not part of the American Jewish population, right. who's not counted in that number. So if over half of the millions of American Jews are marrying non-Jews, that means you have this batch in the next generation coming of literally millions of American kids who are in this one Jewish parent category mm -hmm. and are probably, probably, if, you know, if I could look in my crystal ball, gonna, their, their parents are going to figure out, well, let's figure out how to, how, how to incorporate both identities into how our kids are raised. Right. So now they're in this giant category of people which I think is going to grow in the next decade, the next couple decades in America and worldwide of people who would be excluded from the number American Jews. Their parents are counted in the mm -hmm. number American Jews of American Jews, but their kids aren't. So you have this large and growing population. And in terms of my response, let me talk to my Jewish audience first. If you're part of the mainline Jewish community, you're going, you know, what does this have to do with me? I was counted in the Pew survey as an American Jew. Well, let me appeal to you for a minute. And I'm going to use, Carly, I avoid using this language unless I feel like I have to to make a point because I don't want to camp here. Mm -hmm. But let, let me just use it. You have this growing population of 2.8 million American adults who, excuse the bluntness, would have been Jewish enough to die in Hitler's Germany, mm -hmm. but aren't Jewish enough to be embraced by the Jewish community in America as kind of part of our own. Right. And then on the other side, half of these people, 52%, have found a home in churches across America who, when they say, yeah, by the way, my mother's Jewish, or both of my parents were Jewish, or, you know, my father was Jewish, most pastors and Christians are ill-equipped to engage those, those uh, Jewish believers, if you will, or they would call themselves Christians with a Jewish background, right. in, in this idea that we see all over the scriptures that that identity and that calling as, as fulfilled members of the Jewish community through faith in Jesus, through faith in the Messiah, has any bearing on their faith today. And so you have this community of millions of people who find themselves in no man's land. So to the Jewish community, if we're worried, you know, we say in the Jewish community, we're always one generation away from extinction. And that means if we don't pass on our Jewish identity, you have assimilation. And then, you know, two generations, really, uh, kids know, have no idea where they came from. Yeah, I heard my grandfather was Jewish. What does that mean for me? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe nothing. So my appeal to my, my Jewish uh, listeners here, fellow Jewish listeners, uh, though Pew Survey would say that I can't call myself that, but I'm going to call myself that. We'll use the Bible as a standard rather than the Pew Survey, is uh, if we're so concerned about preserving our community, then what are we doing about the millions of people in the American community who aren't Jewish enough to be called Jewish, but who still maintain that ethnic identity right. and have parents who were and who are? And my appeal to the Christian community is... Uh, if we really want to understand, if we really value that everybody in our churches has a story, right? The South Korean who comes to faith, somebody who was trafficked in the Middle East and comes to faith, somebody who, you know, 
their family comes from Honduras and they had to break off all kinds of indigenous ancestral worship and now they're coming to faith. And we value those stories and we understand that the plan of God to redeem them and that their identity matters, not only in, in, the, in the testimony they bear, but perhaps how the Lord would use them to be fruitful in his kingdom, then I want to appeal to our Christian audience and say, consider the fact that the Jewish members of your Christian communities, of your church communities, have an irrevocable destiny and calling that God wants to use in his kingdom. Their testimony and the way they're wired, not only to, if you will, participate with you in bringing about what Paul was asking us to pray for, the fullness of the Gentiles, the mm -hmm. fullness of the worldwide body of Christ, but also in the salvation of all Israel. And that those people, those Jewish believers in your churches, have a testimony in coming to faith that nobody else has. That's not about them. It's not on to, you know, look at how great we are. We're Jewish and we came to faith. Mm -hmm. It's an enduring testimony generation after generation that God has made promises to the Jewish people that he's never going to renege on because he's the promise keeper. Mm -hmm. I think it's helpful just as, um, you, you know, sitting in a Christian church and perhaps, I think I've told you this before, Ezra, um, when I was in grad school, I had right. met a friend who was Christian who went to a Jewish synagogue. And right. I remember thinking, she is so weird. I think maybe she misunderstands religion herself. And I, I, it wasn't like I distanced myself. I just was like, you know, kind of strange. Right. But having this understanding of there are a lot of people like that, sure. you know, and it, we don't have to look at them as like, you know, they don't understand their religion or right. they don't understand Judaism. These are those people. And you know, there's not so much as uh, something for us to do as Christians, mm -hmm. except to embrace them into our church community um, and understand the calling on their life, like right. you said. And I think that's so much of what we're about on this podcast, right? It's not trying to, I mean, if you're listening and you're going, yeah, I agree, that's something I care about. Uh, I, I, I'm uh, resonating with what Carly and Ezra are saying. That's awesome. If you're listening and going, I absolutely disagree, thank you. Write to us. Tell us why you disagree. But keep listening because what we're trying to do here is to look kind of below, below the scriptures we think we know so well, if we're from a Christian or a Jewish background, below the current events and the headlines and say, let's look at the real makeup. Let's look at the context and the facts, sometimes brutal facts, of what's going on and let's equip ourselves to engage with the Jewish community and the Christian community in ways that we can actually have an informed conversation. Yeah. And for those who um, are listening that, that fall into that category of, you know, I am a Christian with a Jewish background. Last season, we did a podcast specifically on that. I'm That's a right. Christian with a Jewish background. Now what? Right. Um, so if you, you identify in that way, I would suggest go listen to that podcast. You can also email us. Yeah. Um, we're happy to engage with you about that. Right, and another thing, Carla, you mentioned the, the friend who went to the synagogue in, yeah. in L.A. area, I think it was, right? Yeah. We're going to, you know, part of the Pew survey also, in addition to the people with Jewish background, is what they called people with a Jewish affinity. Mm -hmm. So in an upcoming podcast, if you liked what you heard today, listen to this podcast. We're going to talk about, we, we're calling it kind of an intentionally inflammatory name, Christians who act like Jews, but let me use Pew survey language, people of Jewish affinity. No mm -hmm. Jewish background, no formal Jewish religion, religious practice, but somehow they're identifying with Judaism and with the Jewish people. If you wonder about those people or you are those people, listen to our podcast on that. Yep. Yep. That's great. That will be coming up in the next few weeks. Good. Um, so we hope that was helpful. Again, all the links are in the description if you want to check out the Pew survey yourself. It's uh, very detailed, many, many pages. This was just chapter 12, I believe. Right. Um, so go ahead and do that. As I mentioned at the top of the podcast, if you want to enter to win uh, a free bag of the Lost Tribes coffee, you can do that by texting JG 
to 474747. And we pick a winner every month uh, and we'll send that coffee to you for free. If you want to partner with us um, and support what we're doing uh, with Jewish people around the world, you can go to our website, ajewandagentildiscuss.org. Um, to hear more episodes of the podcast, you can check out the main podcast streaming providers wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review, share this podcast with someone you know. Um, and as we've mentioned, we're on YouTube now, so if you want to watch us, you can do that. Um, like the podcast, subscribe to the channel to help get it out to more people. If there's anything you want to have us discuss or any questions you have, please submit those questions on our website. And thanks again for listening. Join us next week for another episode. This show is a production of Jewish Voice Ministries International.